Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Welcome to the Omega Particle. I am your humble and unfortunately still quarantine host, Jonathan Wiegand, and I welcome you to the OPP. And yes, you know me. And if this is your first time, welcome and thank you for tuning in. And we are streaming all across the awful quadrant as I am here on the eastern coast of the United States. And we are going to cover some little bit of Trek news today. Uh, It's going to be a fun day. We have some interesting stories, and it's going to be just all over the place. If you've never listened to a relaxed fit episode before, these episodes aren't more of the serialized um, topics that I normally cover. These are just kind of covering the Star Trek news of the day. It's fun and also keeps you up to date. It's good to be back. It's been some time since I recorded something. I've been uh, super busy in my personal life, been doing a kitchen remodel and my wife is currently around 36, 37 weeks pregnant. So we have a baby boy coming, and boy, <laughs> no pun intended, we are excited. Yet, it is a lot of work in prepping for all of that. But I will still get out the best content possible, because, after all, I am the Dr. Valithium and the anchorman of the Federation, the beaming, beaming beacon in this troubled time. Anyway, yeah, so... We have some interesting facts today and interesting news. But before I get into that, I want to announce that we are starting our giveaway. And I've decided to limit it to two things, either Star Trek Catan or a digital download of the game Star Trek Bridge Crew. The winner can pick either one because I know some people don't have PS4s or they may already have the game. But I think that's a cool way to say thank you for um, passing a thousand followers on Instagram. I do want to announce that we started a Twitter page and I'm not really big on Twitter uh, personally. So this has been a new adventure and you can follow us at Omega particle underscore because apparently the username Omega particle podcast was just too long for Twitter. Yeah. Follow us at Omega particle underscore and I'll still be posting and reposting sweet gifts and memes and also keeping you guys up to date on the podcast, trying to expand all um, social media platforms so we can reach everybody, because that's smart marketing, I'm told. <laughs> Before I keep rambling on, let's get into the great Star Trek news of the day. Barkeep. So, what can I get you two, flyboys? You see? It's an earth drink. Prune juice. Warrior's drink. You are absolutely right. And I couldn't be happier. Quark! A round of drinks for the house on my tab. I'm ready, Captain. You find me amusing. No. It's just that you are the fifth woman to ask me that question this morning. All I require is to sit in the sun, read my book, alone. And afterward? I really hadn't thought that far ahead. So I don't know if you guys have had a chance to listen to the new Delta Flyers podcast. Um, As of right now, there's only two episodes out, and they're on the Caretaker Saga, which is the beginning of Voyager. And just a quick recap, they are 
Garrett Wang and Robert Duncan McNeil have started a rewatch podcast of all seven seasons of Voyager. And so far I've listened to both episodes and they're great. I love the insight and the kind of camaraderie that comes through um, the podcast. So I will continue to listen. I just want to plug that for you guys. It's really great. Check it out. And especially if you're Voyager fans, this is a great time to, um, we have a lot of extra time on our hands. <laughs> so explore that. Speaking of that podcast and, I was watching an interview with Robert Duncan McNeil, who plays Tom Paris, and Garrick Wang plays Ensign Kim. McNeil was saying how he would love a web-based series on Captain Proton. Now, if you've never watched Voyager, Captain Proton is kind of this holodeck program that Tom Paris and Ensign Kim play on Voyager, and it's kind of this campy 1940s, 1950s rehash of old sci-fi. And they do different stories and different exposés on the 50s. And so it's it's cool. I, I've never been like a super big fan of it, but um, I know a lot of Trek people are. When McNeil's like, yeah, I've tried to pitch this web series. And we're like, nah, okay. But actually, there is some validity to it. And they're actually a little bit of meat to this whole Captain Proton thing. And that is McNeil actually met with several executive producers and several people about potentially putting it on CBS All Access. Now, CBS All Access has done several like short treks, as they're called. And I think this would be a really cool expose to do because you could really tie in those Voyager fans into the new CBS All Access if they're not particularly fans of Picard or Discovery. So McNeil said this, and he made a really good point, is that when you do a kind of an expose on the 1940s and 1950s, you could really poke fun at the original series and kind of maybe do a tongue in cheek little expose about certain stories about dressing up dogs as unicorns, <laughs> things like that. So I think, I think there's a lot of potential for this. now, like I said before, I'm not a huge fan of Captain Proton on Voyager, but I would definitely watch this. So hopefully we'll see that. And I mean, who knows, maybe some surprise cameos may come along. Like, um, Robert Beltrain or even the great Kate Mulgrew might show up. Yeah, so that would be a fun idea. And um, I mean, these guys have done this before, um, especially with Garrett Wang, a.k.a. Ensign Kim. He actually, a few years ago, floated the idea of doing a Voyager movie. And this was right around the time of Nemesis that came out. Now, I don't know if you guys have watched Nemesis, but it's not the best Star Trek movie. Wang really pitched hard, hey, we need to do a Voyager movie because the last episode of Endgame wasn't that satisfying. Major spoilers ahead for Voyager. Skip ahead that couple minutes. When Voyager shows up in the Alpha Quadrant, they only show up in front of Earth and then the show ends. You don't see him land. You don't see a parade. And Wang was like, hey, this would be a great movie as if we did the first episode to be like, we're going to entrap the Borg and try to get out of the Delta Quadrant. And then as the episode closes, be like, to be continued in a theater near you. Of course, they didn't buy it. And they're like, okay, we're not going to do that because TNG movies are bread and butter and they make they make money. And I know Voyager has dealt with ratings issues in the past. So I think that was a smart idea to pass on that. However, I would really love to see that movie because you're right. We don't really get any idea or how the characters progress when they first got home. I don't think any producers going or production companies who want to support this. However, Wang has even suggested that we do a, like a crowdfunding thing 
um, for the movie and to produce the movie and to raise the money. I mean, honestly, I think it could be done, but it may not be to the quality we want, but it definitely could be done and millions definitely would be raised. They even both commented, McNeil and Wang were like, well, what would Tom Paris and Ensign Kim be up to these days if we did shoot this movie? And McNeil was like, Paris would definitely be a spy. He'd be undercover somewhere, super, uh, super bad, but also a good guy underneath. And uh, Wang was kind of, and I love this concept, is that Wang said that Ensign Kim would quit Starfleet because he never got promoted. And out of anger, he would rent a retail space next to Starfleet headquarters and he would call it Admiral Kim's Bar and Grill and he would give a discount to lower ranks and to ensigns. Now, if that doesn't sound like a spite store, I don't know what is. Now, if you don't know what a spite store is, it's exactly that. To set up a store to directly spite someone or something. That is a direct reference to Curb Your Enthusiasm and Latte Larry's. I thought it was interesting that when Wang pitched to Rick Berman, they said no. And I feel really bad for Wang because he was also the only Star Trek cast member to be denied a directing role. And I mentioned that on a previous episode. I think it was the Void drama, the Delta Quadrant episode. But yeah, he was denied. He wasn't allowed to direct because apparently he was too young. And I think that's baloney. You have talent, you have talent. So we're going to wrap up Delta Flyers. Gara Wang and Robert McNeil. I know we mentioned the last relaxed fit, but I just wanted to cover that again because I thought it was really interesting that they were really pushing this Captain Proton series and then they were really pushing a Voyager movie in the past um, right when Voyager was ending. So interesting stuff. So however, we're going to take a hard left and I found this on the internet and I thought it was super interesting and this is going to go super down a hole and super Star Trek-y. So um, I assume you all are deep Star Trek fans and you will find this just as cool as I did. Everybody remembers the Star Trek, the voyage home with the whales. And I'm not going to go into a deep recap, but um, we learn in that movie that whales and other sea life and they're sentient beings. So when Kirk and the crew eventually save the whales and save the species um, is a sign of diplomacy and of solidarity with those species, the enterprise is D. Yes, the Enterprise D. They actually had a Cetarian Operations Center, and Cetarian is just a word for um, sea life. So you can find these blueprints of the Enterprise D with this operation center, and apparently they have Starfleet members that are dolphins and that are whales, and these actually help in navigation, help in other things. And you may be saying, Jonathan, this is absolutely erroneous. This isn't what? Whales on a ship? <laughs> or dolphins, I don't know, but it's it's actually true and canon. So there's actually a lot of references to this, and I thought it was just, well, let's just look into this. In the TNG episode, The Perfect Mate, LaForge actually took a Ferengi leader to this operations lab to see the dolphins simply just to distract him from bothering this ambassador. And then also an aquatics lab, was referenced in TNG episode Genesis. I mean, it's it's there, and it's in the official tech manual of the Enterprise D blueprint. So um, I believe it's actually on deck 13, a crew of 12 Atlantic Pacific bottlenose dolphins, and then with two whale superiors. So there are this massive complex 
for these animals. And I thought that was really neat and kind of a solidarity and diplomacy with this species. So a little fun fact um, you can stump your friends with if you ever get into a Trek 1-Up. The Enterprise D did have dolphins and whales as crew members. They even had their own... Before... But wait, wait, wait. We're not done yet. Yes, they even had their own escape pods full of water. So in case they needed a jettison away during an emergency, they could. They thought of everything, Starfleet. Because there is literally no transition from that subject to this one. (laughs) We're going to start covering Discovery Season 3. And there's major spoilers ahead again. And it's been out a few years, Discovery Season 2. So if you haven't seen it, get on it. It's on CBS. It's great. As the Season 2 concludes, the Discovery and Burnham jump ahead by 930 years into the future. And they do it separately. I'm not going to go into that because I don't want to spoil a lot. Jonathan Franks, one of the big directors of season three, has said that there's going to be a large tonal shift in discovery, and especially with Michael Burnham. Normally in the past two seasons of discovery, it's all dealt with her pain and her regret and her issues with the past, how she acted, and basically how she started the Klingon conflict. However, season three... Frax says that it's going to be a lot more action adventure and a lot more character development and less about the pain of the past, which I think is smart because we've really fleshed that idea out for Burnham. And it's we, we kind of if the show wants to progress, we need to progress as well with that character. And she even gets a new partner in crime and his name's Book just from the preview images looks really cool and kind of futuristic landscape. And that is such a smart idea to move it ahead almost a thousand years pulling a Futurama there and gives them so much more flexibility in storytelling because I know I mean the golden age of Star Trek from TNG and all the movies and Voyager and DS9 really is only in what like in Picard it's really only what like a 30 40 year time span really hard to fit into that time frame so now they're going to go into kind of just blow it out of proportion and go thousand years in the future which gives them so much flexibility. What's the Federation like? Is there a Federation? What's the state of Earth? What's the state of humanity? And so I really hope they focus on those central themes and not on, ooh, look at this technology and get kind of get lost in the technology of the future. And and because that's a rabbit hole, you can go down big time. So I think it's a really neat idea and smart play to do it so far in the future. And I know season three will all be about reunifying the Discovery crew and trying to find a way back home. And maybe that's how they get that that tie-in, as I mentioned before in previous episodes, a tie-in about doing this Pike, Section 31, and Discovery, Picard, all tie-in kind of Netflix Defender-style series. And maybe that's how they do it. Maybe they time travel back or they get into this quandary where everybody's in time travel. Speaking of Discovery and CBS All Access is that they are acquiring more and more Star Trek movies and they've already have all the shows on CBS All Access. However, Viacom CEO said that they're going to do a major, major rebranding in the future, particularly this summer with the whole All Access programs and All Access platform. Even specifically mentioned Star Trek and other major franchises of CBS saying they're going to leverage that and change it for the better. 
So we don't really know what's going to be, what that looks like, what's going to happen, but change is definitely coming to that platform. And I think that's smart because there's so many new streaming services that pretty, to me, CBS All Access is the Star Trek one. Like I, that's all I use it for. And again, they still have that free one month trial you can use up to May 10th and you can use the code capitalized all A-L-L to redeem that. So you get a month free and that should be an, enough time to, to binge the first two seasons of Discovery. And also if you want to catch up on any other Star Trek shows, movies, I think it's a smart idea to do that because I mean, they are booming because of Picard in the first quarter of 2020, they had 50% more subscribers than the previous year. And that's to me totally because of Picard because people love the character. We're hungry for more. And since we showed so great support of Picard, now hopefully we get some more great Trek content and shows out of it, which I think they're definitely on the pipeline about. And I mean, who even knows? They may even start doing full-length feature films specifically made for All Access. Um, I know they're planning to do that with The Walking Dead and AMC. So anything's possible. And who knows? We'll probably get that Captain Proton web series. (laughs) Anyway, so it's definitely being rebranded. But again... Redeem that free month you have until May 10th and use the code ALL to do that. Now, that has been the most recent and up-to-date Star Trek news. I wonder if I can... Oh, yes. <clears throat> Come cheer up, my lads, tis to glory we steer to find something new in this wonderful year to honor we call you as three men as for who are so free as the sons of the waves are the car ships shall we cause our men we always are ready steady boys steady we'll fight and we'll conquer again and again come cheer once again thank you for listening to this relaxed fit episode covering the news And just a quick reminder, be on the lookout on Instagram for our giveaway. We'll be, I think it'll probably last a week. The details and description will all be on Instagram. Our handle is at Omega Particle Podcast. And we're now on Twitter again. It's at Omega Particle underscore. So please follow and reach out. And um, I would love to hear from you guys on suggestions for shows, suggestions for topics, or even debate. Like if you guys want to say, I don't really agree with what you said in episode eight or episode four please reach out. I'm uh, always willing to discuss and talk to you guys. It's been great getting to know some of you and um, hopefully everybody's staying safe out there, following those guidelines, flattening that curve. Anyway, thank you all. And always remember, second star to the right, straight on till morning.